Retro Rebel is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to Retro Rebel Gamecast. We discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacy and with me, as always, is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. I'm using my most sultry radio voice today. <laughs> what's up? What's been going? What's been going on? I tell you what, we have had a very active week on Instagram, and I thought we would go through and mention some of the comments Absolutely. that people left. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been playing stuff, so I've got that to talk about as well, so this isn't one of those times where I We're use just Instagram. Filling time. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair we enough. asked the community what their least favorite game is. And I'm just going to read out some of the responses. So, at uh, Nose Jeff said, Final Fantasy anything. RPG games, not his jam. I understand. I just I don't like disagree. Final Fantasy either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, at Real King Kid said, Superman on N64. And you actually spoke with him about this game. Yes, yeah. It is a, it is a bad game. It's such a bad game. Yeah, it and it's been it's been uh, critically panned uh, for I would is it de- it's decades at this point I think it's been at least twenty years that that has been one of the worst games if not the worst game on most terrible game lists or many of those lists so yeah I would have to agree very much so. Um. At Doc in the Box says Quest 64, which I hadn't heard of, so I had to tag you into that one. And you said it was for the N64? It is. It's for, for the N64, and it's... I, I joked that it's like the... It's the most generic of of that, that genre. You know, Quest 64, it just is like... Did you even try when you named it? Did you even try when you made it? I don't know that you could answer either one of those with yes, so... And then uh, Dinobot90 said Aquaman Battle for Atlantis, which I thought might be like a modern game because there's so much Aquaman stuff out right now. I mean, Aquaman's in Fortnite right now. Um, but he said it was the one on the GameCube, which I have never heard of. Have you heard of that game? I I really don't think I have. I don't think I've ever heard of that game. I mean, it's not recommended by at least one person, so maybe <laughs> give it a Well, bit. it's 100% <laughs> not recommended so far. So. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone you know that's Everyone played I know that that's game. played that <laughs> does not recommend it. Exactly. And then uh, at this dorky nerd said that she has a love-hate relationship with Minecraft. Likes the concept and the idea, but gets motion sickness when she plays. Something about the point of view that messes with her, so it's not oh, enjoyable. Wow. To be fair, I get motion sickness playing like any VR for any length of time because it messes with my inner ear I business. could s- See, yeah, but even I could see getting motion sickness with Minecraft in VR, but it's such a slow moving. I mean, even the creepers move slow and the 
spiders. Nothing. That's just funny that she said that. And I say she had, I, we know who this dorky nerd is. So, um, yeah, that, that's just, that's funny. I, I, I guess I, I just never, I've not gotten motion sickness on a console game. Now I do get that. I don't, yeah, me neither. No. Yeah. So I, I'd say, and I'd say that's not, if you're playing it on console, even on a computer, it's not, it's not that much difference in terms of how you're, how you see it. You know, you're, you're still not in VR. So, but that's interesting. I, I just, I haven't heard it, but anybody getting motion sickness, it may be more common than I, than I know. It's possible. It is quite pixelated and it you're is. generally pretty close up to things. That's so maybe true. that's yeah. what's that doing true. it. I don't know. Um, at Neil Rindle says either Ghostbusters the game on PS3 or Resident Evil 6, which was supposed to be a survival horror game, but it ended up beating, being a beat em up blood fest. And actually, I've, I sort of remember playing Resident Evil 6, and I died so many times, I think I just returned it on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got, it, it was, I think it's the one that is uh, most reviled by fans and, and critics just because it's such a departure from what Resident Evil... I never played it. I never played that one, anyway. Um, I've played... Have you played Resident Evil 3? Because at Reflector 90 added that to the Resident Evil dumpster fire. That's Nemesis, isn't it? I feel like I played that on PlayStation. Um, I think... They said it was too short and they took out loads of things. Uh, I wonder if they're I, yeah it's interesting I wonder if they're talking about Resident the the remake that's on PlayStation. the remake sorry I oh, okay. I messed up yeah. I should have specified the remake yeah that well that makes more sense but I, I heard good things about it um, I, I didn't play it though so again I don't know if I need to say it it is a horror game and so the chances that I played <laughs> it are very low just saying <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, at Anthony Wiley 420 says Devil May Cry 2 wanted to love it but couldn't I mean I can't yeah. play any Devil May Cry game at all because the like sort of 360 combat it's just yeah. it doesn't work I suck at it that's my fault not the game <laughs> <laughs> well and that that just got worse as with the you know the future iterations of it like the most recent Devil May Cry is even more like you know doubles down even more on the the 3d combat stuff and now you've got two other characters to to kind of choose from with different skill sets and again i heard that is a really good game i haven't played it yet though uh as far as devil may cry 2 i've i think that was the first one that i ever played uh i didn't finish it but one of the things i really enjoyed and i've said this i said this on an episode a long time ago probably but uh i i just I liked the way I thought aesthetically it was it was it was just cool, man. The way he he jumps around in a duster with twin machine gun pistols and a sword and just shoots and kills everything that and and you don't have to aim necessarily. It's kind of like you just push the thumbstick in a particular direction. And it's on easy move. And he's shooting behind his back, behind his head. It's like uh, it's like John Wick meets. Uh, Oh, that other that other movie with uh, Christian Bale, where they do the gun katas. Have you ever seen that? Uh, not off the top of oh, my man. head, but I... it sounds like something I needed to watch. Oh my <laughs> god, it's great! It's fantastic. It's it's like a um, it's like another take, not really on the Matrix, because it's a completely different deal. Basically, 
everybody in the world takes this emotion suppressing pill and nobody feels anything. So everybody's just really, and when you start exhibiting emotions, then you're arrested and people will tell on you. Like they'll like throw you under the bus if you start. Oh my God. That's like we happy few. It's exactly like like that. It's exactly like that. And so when you start showing, demonstrating some emotion and, and like crying and like, for children, you know, like people don't care, like care, care about anything, like about pets. They're emotionally detached from everything. And uh, the the police or whatever, I cannot, I can't remember what they're called, uh, but basically they just sit at these desks and there's no separation between you and the person across from you or the desk next to you really. Everything's just kind of out in the open because nobody really cares because nobody really has anything to hide. And he... Uh, some I can't remember what happens anyway, but ultimately he stops taking his spoiler alert. He stops taking his medicine and hilarity ensues. But they have. I these, love that you said spoiler alert after you said stop. After I spoiled, like people couldn't fill that in. Right, right. Well, and I'm not going to tell you like what happens in the movie. It's worth seeing. It's a good movie. Um, and uh, but they do these things called gun katas, where it's and if you know much about martial arts, a kata is just like a form. And so you have. I, I, gun- are you explaining that for the viewers? Because you know I did karate for like. Right, eight but years. but for <laughs> pe- yeah, it's for the viewers or the listeners. So, uh, the so yeah, I I know she did, but you guys may not know that. So if you didn't know what hey. a kata was, it's and so basically you have these gun forms, and uh, it's like an extension of like karate or something like that. It's really cool what they did because. It's kind of, you kind of get this Matrix vibe, but to me, it's even cooler than that, uh, than what they were doing in the Matrix. So it's a movie worth seeing. The whole point of that was they kind of do these gun katas in Devil May Cry. So I told you I could tie it all together. I would agree with that. Yeah, you nailed that. You nailed that. (laughs) So um, RuJ64 says, I'm going to be honest, Street Fighter 2, because Alpha 3 is better. And I feel like that might be fighting words for some people. Uh, Probably so. I'm not saying that I don't care. Um, I am saying that I'm not good at um, your button mashers. So I'm an excellent button masher. I, I think... I had like a 32 win streak against my high school friends, so I can nice. button mash to, with the best of them. I would be <laughs> so mad if I played you and that's all you did and you beat me Yeah, I wasn't times. even I good. Play. Yeah. yeah. See, In a row. I, contiguous. I just think, I, I wonder how many people out there are like the kind of fighting game fan that is like, man, I really, I really like this character and I want to be good at them. And I'm going to keep playing with this character even though I suck. Like, I always liked playing with Guile on Street Fighter. So, and Guile's a good character, but he's a harder character to play. Like, most people play Ken and Ryu, but I would play with Guile or Blanca. And Blanca's pretty easy to play with. But Guile was hard because Guile had. Two moves that were pretty easy to do, and then the rest of his moves were, you know, more difficult. Or on uh, or Killer Instinct, there were a couple characters that I would really wanted to be good at, Saber Wolf or whatever, or and uh, and I just happened to be terrible at those games. But I'm going to keep playing till the bitter end on these characters, just because I, I, you know, not so much I like getting beat, but one day 
I felt like I might be good. <laughs> one day. One day. Um, and then the last comment we had was from at cool CSD1986. And they said, I'm probably the only person that doesn't like Final Fantasy VII because it's not as fun as everyone claims it to be. I don't, I think that I may be in the same boat only in that I don't think going back and revisiting the original version of it is very much fun at all. Um, and that may be the case for all of them prior to, now I would say the first two, nope, that's not even true either. The very first one and number seven. I'd say those two are the worst to go back and try to play in their original forms. The first one, I swear to God, there is zero direction. Like they don't tell you, you can walk in the wrong direction on Final Fantasy One and die in perpetuity like you will always die you will die forever until you figure out you got to go a different direction and nothing in the game tells you that you just have to figure it out it was the brutal it was a different time you know back then where you you just had to kind of figure it out and uh, so yeah i would say that and 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 final fantasy 7 when you had 8 and 9 which which had convoluted story well 8 was convoluted 9 was 9 was pretty solid and then you had two and three or four and six, I believe they are, in the States that were just done really well on the Super Nintendo. I, I don't think I had, I don't think I could disagree that seven. Now, the remake, I have heard tremendous things about. I talked to Daniel about it and, and some other people that have played it. It's, it's a game that I, I would like to play now that they've remade it and upgraded the graphics and, and changed the story a little bit. I think it might be worth visiting, revisiting only on the PlayStation 4, not not the old version at all. Yeah, I mean, you know my position. Oh, I don't yeah. stand any JRPGs. <laughs> I, It's just not like an art style or a storytelling style that I really can connect right. with. I mean, I like a little bit more grittier, a little bit more mature, you know, sort of Bite westernized. Yeah. But, you know, I don't fault anybody for liking it. I can see the appeal. I just, it's not something that I can get into. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Well, that was the end of the Instagram comments. Why don't you tell us what you've been playing first? Nice. Okay. Well, uh, I have, I've actually been playing uh, a lot of things. Um, I went ahead and and, um, because I got the new, you know, new hyper fancy internet connection which uh we'll get to that in a second i went ahead and got my uh membership for playstation plus which is like the the version of uh not ps plus uh uh, playstation now i'm sorry i've got ps plus because that's the same thing as xbox live but i got the ps now subscription so now i've got the xbox uh equivalent of that uh, where I can, you know, I have access to a lot of those day one releases. But then I've got the same thing on PlayStation. And to be honest, I think the Xbox version of this is better in that you have you have access to better games. Now, I don't know this, and you might be able to tell me. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? I just, I that's fighting words for some people. Not for me, because uh, I agree. Oh, well, I, I'm telling you, I'm playing it. Like, I've got it. Now, I'm not saying... There are great games on it, like, and I'll get to the games that I downloaded and played in just a second. But um, you can also stream them. Can you stream the Xbox games? 
Uh, not yet. Okay. Unless you have Project X Cloud, then I think, I mean, they're launching that this month. Okay. So then you'll be able to. Well, PlayStation. But I don't think it. that it streams on console. I think it only streams on mobile and PC. Okay. Well, uh, well, I say PlayStation has that capability where you could stream them. That that's one of the things they even let you test your internet connection to make sure you can. Then I immediately tried to do it and it couldn't. And it wouldn't let me. And it How? said that I wasn't you have, able like, to. You the best connection. That's what I, the best one. That's what it said when I bought it. And they told me it was the best. I have the best connection. Um, and that's what PlayStation told me when they tested it. It said, you have the best connection. And then I tried it and I do not. The res- test results say you lie, uh, PlayStation. So That's worrying. Well, um, it's worrying to me because if that's the case... And and they're telling me that I can't stream a game like Hollow Knight, which is one of the games I played, it, which is not necessarily graphically, uh, you know, it's not like Doom where things are frenetic and, and changing rapidly. It's it's a 2D scrolling, side scrolling game, you know, so uh, I could not stream it. And, and uh, so that was a little bit worrying. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I don't want to have to transfer my save file. There's so many disadvantages to streaming games. I, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, they have, nobody has it down. It is not desirable. The only, if you want to stream games or if you want to play games that you can't really save without going, jumping through a lot of flaming hoops to get it done, then why don't you just, t- you know, roll the dice on your old Nintendo and and just you know you got three lives and if you don't make it then you die and you can't save and that's essentially what you're doing see i think streaming games are better if you're just playing like a pick up and go multiplayer you know like fortnite or call of duty or whatever but you then you need to have a really good internet connection the only way that. that that works and the only way i think it ultimately will work in the future is if every game is a service if every game is a service then you can just pick up and play and just jump into a game and start streaming. And that, my friends... Don't tell Ubisoft that. That's what they want. (laughs) Oh, they already do. And I'm telling you, if that, my friends, will be when I I hang up my my gaming cleats and I just like, nah, Nah, fam, I'm out, you know. Nah, fam. (laughs) So (laughs) the, the games that I have played, so I played Hollow Knight and it's fantastic. Hollow Knight is a ton of fun. Hollow Knight is... You know, it came out two years ago, so it's definitely not new. But, uh, you know, I figured that I needed to talk about something besides uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I did also play. Um, But (laughs) I'm trying to get my platinum trophy. It will be the only platinum trophy I have on PlayStation. Listen, respect. I'm going to get it because it's it's just it's still that much fun to do. But uh, anyway, so I played Hollow Knight and that was fun. I'm still working on it, but it's 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 enough fun and a game that I can pick up and play. It's it's not easy by any stretch, and there's definitely a dark story and tone to it. I, I didn't realize this, but basically everything in the game is some version of like a personified bug. Everything's bugs. And so there's like everybody's yeah. a bug. You're a bug. Um, maybe a soulless bug, but you're a bug um, <laughs> with a sword. Um, and you kill other bugs. Uh, so I played that game. I also played uh, a little bit of of Doom, which you could download on the on PlayStation Now, uh, and Control. So I downloaded Control. So at the time of this recording, Control hadn't completely downloaded yet. 
And uh, that is really the game that I wanted to get into and play. Um, it is, you know, it, it was released last fall. And so it's fairly recent. I was figuring it could tide me over until Cyberpunk, at least. So I guess I can't we'll wait see. for Cyberpunk. Oh, I know. Oh, man. I, yeah, I know. I've been, I've been even seeking out some of the commercials for Cyberpunk because it's like, man, that's. That's my jam. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the game. So, I know for like weeks that's all we're gonna talk about. What I are you know. playing, Cyberpunk? Me too. What <laughs> part are you at? This part. I know. <laughs> we just may have to save it for one or two episodes where we can just spoil it. Uh, so, but yeah. So I, I've been playing a lot. Uh, I'd say predominantly I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, but I I jumped in and, and played Doom, which is a Doom is a fantastic game. Whatever whatever system you can get it on. Doom is just a lot of fun as a shooter. It's it's hyper realistic. You know, you jump like you do in Halo and you've got extremely satisfying weapons to blast demons with and rip their faces off and beat them with their own skull. It's um sounds pretty macabre and it is, but it's actually pretty good. It's a lot of fun. So, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing a little bits and bobs. If uh, you had a look at my Twitch stream, you'll see I tried out The Long Dark and Wolfenstein Youngblood this week. So I do what I usually do, spend about 20-25 minutes in the game, see if I like it. If I like it, I'll play it some more. If I don't, it goes in the bin. That's how I roll. So uh, The Long Dark is a game that you would like, I think. Okay. Because it's an atmospheric, bleak pseudo-survival stroke kind of detective-y sort of game. Okay. Um, which isn't for me because I was trying to huddle next to a fire, get warm, and I was just spending like 15 minutes sitting next to a fire, it felt like, and it, that is too slow of a gameplay for me. But it did have some interesting elements. The art style is like a watercolor illustration style, which yeah. is charming if you like that sort of thing um and you know you make choices about you know what to bring with you and you know what resources to collect and looking after your health and stuff like that and there's there's a storyline with this woman that you seem to have a relationship with and you know this is within the first like 15 minutes of the game so I'm not spoiling anything really for anybody um right. but she just rocks up out of nowhere and demands that you fly her somewhere in the middle of a blizzard and of course the plane crashes and that's sort of like where the game starts from there but I could not navigate outside of the plane crash situation. It's like I couldn't get warm enough in order to be able to look around the environment long enough to figure out like where I was supposed to go. And I got frustrated and I gave up with it. But if you were lucky or maybe more intuitive or more experienced with those sort of games, maybe you wouldn't have the same sort of problem. So it's on Game Pass. Like I think it's worth a look. Um, but it's just not the kind of game that I like you know right, um, right even though the story seemed interesting whatever it's just the gameplay itself really didn't resonate however wolfenstein lug young blood that's 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 a game for me son <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well tell me about it because i've heard not as good of things about it that's the one where you have the, the co-op right uh yeah but i played it solo so okay. you can you can just play it solo, have the AI be your sister. You're basically the uh, young daughters of BJ Blazkowicz, um, and they 
embark on a mission to find their father and it's in Nazi territory and they've never killed Nazis before but wow let me tell you they figured it out real quick and the you know the humor is pretty tongue-in-cheek I mean it's from like a teenager's perspective so you know the big guns go boom owie like you know it's just it's it's sort of charming in that way it's really satisfying to shoot the Nazis it's sort of everything standard that you would come to expect from the Wolfenstein I don't think that it's amazing, but it's free with Game Pass, and even if you don't have Game Pass, it's a very cheap game. Yeah, I think it's only like twenty or thirty bucks. So you know, if you like Wolfenstein, it's more Wolfenstein, except you could play with a friend if you wanted to, which is cool. Okay. Um, and the the you know the combat is satisfying. I mean, the melee has got to be the most satisfying thing. I think I meleeed like ninety percent of the enemies I encountered because it was just super fun to like stab them in the face. But <laughs> it's you know, very much the, like my you, Doom experience. <laughs> exactly. But you know, it's a it's a solid you know run and gun experience. My only criticizing it would be some of the jumping sort of not they're not really puzzles but it's just like several minutes of jumping from a ledge to a ledge to a ledge to a ledge with no enemies just trying to get to like to another place and I'm like mm, this seems unnecessary like I'd rather just run in a straight line just take me in a straight line take me to the enemies like that's all I want um right but you know I did go back after the first impression and play it for like another couple of hours after that um, until I like unlock the base and then there was like all these extra side missions you can do and yada 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 and then at that point I sort of lost interest only because I'm not a huge fan of the franchise and I was just looking to kill a couple hours so if you got it on game pass you want to play it for a couple hours like you'll have a good time that's what I'm saying okay fair enough I I uh I had heard enough about it. I, I wasn't as interested in it. But if it is like uh, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein was fun. It was a good game. So, um, it, Is it first person or third person? First person. Okay. Okay. So it's basically the same. It's similar, just more of the same. Good stuff. Yeah, you do. It does let you pick some things because, like, you, your the character you choose and your sister have like slightly different weapon loadouts and stuff. And I enjoyed that because I could start the game right away with like a small machine gun and an axe as my <laughs> weapons. Do you know? And yeah. that's that's fun for me. I think your other options are like pistols and whatnot and like knives and stuff. So you do have some options like right off the bat. Nice. Okay. Um... Well, if you're interested in that particular game, then that would be uh, one you should check out if it's on Game Pass. I mean, what's it? What's it going? What's it cost you? What's the risk? So nothing extra. That's right. So, well, what about the news? You got it. I've got like I think I've got at least one, but I may have another one uh, checking my notes. So, what you got for news? I have three news. Precisely three news. Three news. So. Two of them are kind of quick. So the the first one is that right now FIFA 20 is on sale for less than five bucks on PlayStation, okay. like four dollars and like nineteen cents or something like that. It's ninety three percent off. So if you're interested in FIFA, like now is the time to pick it up if you haven't. And other. Um, big titles like Last of Us 2, Spider-Man, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. I mean, the list goes on. They're all on sale. It's like some summer sale with PlayStation. So, like, check it out if you're interested in those titles. I yep. don't think it's going to last very long. So, by the time that this comes out, you probably will only have a couple days left. So, please do look at it. Yeah. 
That is. Uh, um, the second one is that by the time this comes out, the Sims for Star Wars Journey to Bantu expansion will have dropped. It drops on the 8th of September, that was a Sims? 2020. Yeah, it's the Sims. Sims 4. Yeah. Okay, okay. Proceed. And in the expansion, you get to drink blue milk, rock out with BB-8, <laughs> be your best Jedi self. You get, like, there's new factions, new characters to interact with, and new missions and things like that. And, you know, it's $20. Like, it isn't super expensive. And if you love Star Wars and you already have The Sims 4, like, this is a no-brainer. Because right. it's going to be super fun. Like, you could tear your whole house down and make, like, a whole Star Wars-themed <laughs> home. You know, like, I'm... I'm into the concept. I'm just hoping that they um, put it out on Game Pass so that I can play the regular game for free, but buy the expansion. <laughs> right, right. No, that would see because if they didn't do that, then I'm not buying the game. So, but I, but I have Game Pass, so if it was all on there, I would definitely, I would at least check it out. Yeah, I just keep an eye out to see if it comes back on Game Pass because they do often do like a weekend free play things like that. Sweet. Um, my bit of news really segues good into our main topic. So if you want to... Oh, I'll drop my ahead. last yeah. one then. Yeah. Uh, so my last one is that Fortnite, as of right now, is technically two games. So this whole ongoing controversy between Epic Games and Fortnite... or Sorry, between Epic Games and Apple is continuing. And that means that people with Apple devices they aren't able to access the new season that just dropped. So their cross-play has been disabled. They're essentially playing an old version of the game, quote-unquote, because they can't update to the latest season. Um, it's probably going to cause a nightmare with the store and other things like that. Um, and I imagine that people are going to kick off about this. Right. Because... You know, people don't want to pay the same price for an inferior product. But I do wonder if the outrage is going to be focused on Epic Games now because people have sort of wisened up to the fact that Epic Games let this happen. So now, right. if you paid, uh, if you paid for um, like content and whatever, I mean, I get that Fortnite itself is free to play, but if you always get the season pass or whatever, you have like all these items, loot, whatever, you now have a smaller universe to play in and no access to the latest edition which sort of seems unfair well I, absolutely um but i don't know what they're going to be do, be able to do about it uh, until that gets resolved I, I did see where um epic was uh they were pushing PUBG, i think uh on their mobile platforms or something like that i, I I saw something. Basically, they're just trolling Apple at this point. So they're doing whatever <laughs> they can to 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 troll Apple and Google. So that definitely is the I just really last. feel like the players are missing out now. Like this is kind of gone beyond. You know, it's I have similar feelings about this as I do to the Marvel game where the Spider-Man character is only available on what PS4. Right. Like that's ridiculous because the people who have other consoles that they probably had for years now won't be able to play like one of their favorite characters. Right. And nobody's going to go out and buy a PS4 right now end of gen right. just to be able to play. Well, I can tell you that I have I, I don't think I've been less interested in a in a triple A game 
than I have been with the Marvel game. That that Avengers game, I have not I have not watched anything after after I heard about the Verizon skins and and some of the 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 blowback from the direction that they were taking that game and that there's a lot of microtransactions in it even though it was a property that was that was supposed to be in the same vein as as the the Sony Spider-Man game you know which is a fantastic game it's one of the best games on the last on this current gen it's one of the top 5 games on PlayStation in my opinion on PlayStation 4 anyway in this current gen and one of the best games in recent memory i'd say in the last 20 years it is just a solid game top to bottom a lot of fun great combat great mechanics and and when you bought the game you got the dlc it's like you got all the dlc in it so it's like a lot of goodwill was was bought then by uh i think it was um i think it was insomniac games that that made that one um so they did a great job and a and a great job of making a a new peter parker with a different a, a, not a different backstory per se, but just at a different point in his life. And it didn't seem like it was such a distraction as I think they tried to do too much with this Avengers game, making, making everybody look like the wish.com version of themselves, you know? And so like nobody looks exactly like they do in the Marvel movies, but they look too close for it to be, for it to not be distracting. It's right. every single one of them is distracting. You know, the only one that's not is the character you play. And that's because that person doesn't exist in the, in the Marvel universe, you know, really. So uh, it's just really, really strange uh, and, and a, unfortunate because a lot of money is going into that game. And I'm sure it'll make a ton of money. It's just the way they're going about it, making it a, a service game or a game as a service, uh, and all the microtransactions, everything else, it's it just, it's almost gross and awful. And it hadn't even come out yet, so. Yeah. So obviously I like shame. it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, man. So well, tell, us, yeah, yeah. tell us your news. So my bit of news is, uh, is about a franchise that I, all, at this point, I don't care about at all. But uh, but I did. I used to really love the Madden franchise, and I haven't played it in years, or haven't bought it, not to play personally. I bought it for my, my son. Um, and uh, basically, there is a tremendous amount of backlash right now about the new Madden, Madden 21, because, uh, <laughs> because it's terrible, because it's, com- it's, it's absolutely, absurdly glitchy, uh, they and, and, and I think a lot of issues are coming to a head right now where that we're going to talk about in our main topic. But but basically fans of the franchise are petitioning and they're coming together and they're starting to uh, to try to get EA and the NFL to part ways to get, uh, you know, the NFL to to dump EA as as the their one and only. And uh, go in a different direction so that they can get a game that's worth the price tag of <laughs> the the next generation of games. Which, if they're going to start raising the price, but not changing the content in any way, are you going to? Would you really pay seventy dollars every single year for a game that hasn't even nothing about it has really changed? They shoehorned in another, you know, a, a, a 
a campaign that's a couple hours long. But, you know, and so we'll, we'll get into that. But basically, that segues to our main topic about licensed games and specifically really talking about the sports games and, and how, how they've evolved into something really probably nefarious, terrible about gaming. Uh, they're, they are, uh, they've taken advantage of gamers, I think for years really. Um, but they've got a, gaming has a long history with these licensed sports games. Uh, and, and most of it, I would say, I would say the majority of at least my experience with it has been positive. Um, but you know, the, the good and the bad and the ugly, the pros and the cons of licensed games especially specifically sports licensed games and and uh, and and kind of the state of it right now. So so where do you stand? Like kind of w- w- what's your perspective on cuz I know we've talked a little bit sports games aren't really either one of our thing as much anymore. For me anyway, for you not really ever, but for me uh, not as much as it used to be. So No, I mean sports games have never ever been my thing. Um, I don't really participate in sports generally uh, as a viewer or any other way yeah Yeah, it's not for me it's not for me but i feel like sports games and serial franchise games in general so you know call of duty i'm looking at you we're not going to talk about you but some of this applies i feel like they've gotten increasingly cynical over the years that things that used to be part of the game or you would consider as standard are now part of super deluxe addictions or uh, addictions additions <laughs> and um, and you have to pay for things with microtransactions and I think that's quite indicative of the sporting world as a whole so I, you know I don't know if it's the same in the US so you can you can say but in the UK here you know sports fans and men primarily um they really get taken advantage of by the competitive sports industry so if you want to watch all of the games of a particular um team that you support you need to have a subscription to both of the major game um platforms that show we'll use football as an example because fifa is the most popular sports game over here so you need a subscription to sky and a subscription to bt sport if you want to watch all of the games even then not all of the games are televised so then you need a season pass to be able to go and watch those games that aren't televised in person right and the season passes are ridiculous i mean thousands of pounds like it's it's no joke and the cost of the services to watch the games is like 20 quid a month roundabout each yeah sometimes more depending on what channels you want or whatever and that's on top of like your normal cable bill like that's just you're not getting a service of like hundreds of movies that you could watch or series or you know literally thousands of hours of entertainment it's no it's just sports right Okay. <laughs> so, and then on top of that, like the jerseys and so the teams change their jersey pretty much every year. Right. So if you're a real fan, then you're going to get the latest jersey that still has, let's talk about it, major brands on the front of it. 
which right. that doesn't really happen in the US, but it really does in the UK. So you're basically advertising like AXA insurance in huge letters on your chest every single year with the new jersey when it comes out. And they're like 70 quid or something like that. Like they are not a reasonable right. price for a t-shirt. Like if you want the full kit, you're going to be spending like 200 quid. Right. You know, and that's not even including shoes. That's just like socks, shorts, shirt situation. And, you know, they, they get new shoes every couple of years, so then you got to get those as well. Like, it just really seems like the whole sport industry is designed to take advantage of fans. And games, in my opinion, didn't used to be that bad. But they've realized that they can charge you for every little extra right jersey or player or whatever that you want and it just seems incredibly cynical you know no it is that's my initial statement yeah i would have to agree 100 percent that i think it's that the gaming uh sports relationship especially from i think both perspectives has gotten extremely cynical and manipulative and um about the way that they've approached the the fans uh, in terms of you know live games, but also game gaming fans, and from the perspective of well, we can charge for this. Uh, it's like uh, you know the the example you know United Airways just recently uh, got rid of their uh, fee for uh, extra bags. I think they they used to charge you for extra bags or whatever. I don't know if anybody flies United, but if, if you didn't, because of this particular uh, rule, well, hey, now it's gone and you can fly them again. But the point being is the reason they're doing it is because they need money. So they're going to cut a cost or cut something that costs us more to do so they can get more money. It does. The, the whole idea is they didn't need to do it in the first place. They've been doing it because they could and you had to pay for it. And so that was the thing. And so the gaming industry is doing a similar thing and in in uh, saying, well, they're going to buy it every year. Well, this year, guess what? We're not going to upgrade it. We're not going to update it other than we're going to switch, you know, maybe some of the rosters. And then we're going to ship it back out next year because they've got new rosters and we changed, you know, literally a few lines of code. I'm oversimplifying it. I understand. But it's they're not doing – it's not a new game and they're charging you full price. So – it's disingenuous, I guess, is is uh, ultimately that neither one of them are on the up and up in terms of, hey, we really feel like we're doing right by the customer by providing them with this high quality service at a reasonable price. Hmm. No, no. I, I mean, that's just not games in general though, these days. That may I not feel be like. business in general, you know, but um, but yeah, so it wasn't always that way, though, I don't think. I think that there was a time and, and again, I. You know, I can go back to, I mean, if you go back into the 80s with RBI and Major League Baseball. um, So one of the first, like, sports games uh, that was licensed that that was worth a darn was uh, RBI and Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball and RBI both had a, and there's there's a story to it that I don't remember off the top of my head, but basically those were two competing, uh, from two, two competing, Competing publishers and game developers competing for the same kind of license and both of them had professional players but they had different players on both games 
And one of them was able to actually use the names and the other one wasn't. Um, Tecmo, you know, Tecmo, uh, super Tecmo Super Bowl, actually, I think it was Tecmo Bowl was the first one, uh, on Nintendo that had actual professional teams, I think. Uh, it only had like 11 or 12 teams, though. It didn't even have all of the teams, and it didn't have all of the players. In fact, I think there were only nine players on the field for football. Uh, so Wait, how many is there supposed to be? 11. Loads more, yeah, I feel like. It's 11, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's American football. I think it's 11 and soccer, too. Um, but anyway, uh, and then Joe, Joe Montana... Uh, was on Sega Genesis. You had John Elway football on Nintendo, and um, and so anyway, it it kind of evolved. But in the in the beginning, it was like, here's your game. You, I mean, this is what you see is what you get. Um, <laughs> I mean, it much. sounded like a bit of a piece of crap, though. If you ask oh, me. It, well, it was to a certain extent, but it got it got better. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl uh, on on the Nintendo, and then I think on the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, you could actually create your own team. You could create your own players. You could you you know they could, and and I imagine it had to do with the licensing fees as to why you didn't have more games like this. But Tecmo had that NFL brand until Madden came along, and when Madden came along, then you had who was the king of sports. You know, you basically had the king of of football anyway uh when madden came out and 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 madden was incredible i mean it it did something that no other game did you had injuries where you had the the (laughs) the, uh ambulance would drive out onto the field and kind of run over all of your players to wheel that injured player in there um just like real life oh exactly so uh, yeah, so, I mean, but I thought that the majority of it and that my experience with the majority of those sports games, whether it was Tecmo uh, NBA Basketball, which was a fantastic basketball game on Super Nintendo, um, Lakers versus Celtics on the Sega Genesis, uh, where you had signature moves by all these players. But the thing was, is, and it was probably a limitation of the technology at the time, is... You had the likenesses, you had the stats, you had, you know, the skill sets. Um, Everything about the game was as authentic as it could be as to the experience that you were getting in a sport uh, that you could watch on television. But because of the limitations maybe of the technology, your every iteration had to be a new game for the most part. It couldn't just be an update of the code and then ship back out, you know, digitally where not much really, and, and the, the time it took and the effort that was placed in it was uh, was really not equitable, comparatively speaking, you know, to maybe another completely new IP uh, or even a, a new iteration of the game uh, on one of the older consoles. So uh, originally, back then, 80s, 90s, and I would say even in the early 2000s when you had college football, which, again, we'll come back to college football because it's its own issue, but college football may have been the greatest sport sp- sports game uh, that was I think that they ever that has ever been created ever in the history of anything ever. And that's wow, okay, barely hyperbole, maybe. <laughs> um, and and part of the reason is is because of the the level of depth that had to go into making that game. The same level of depth that went into making that game is why that game no longer exists too, though, because you had. You had teams from pretty much every level of college football 
the likenesses of the players on every single team. And without their names, though, and without any any other distinguishing feature other than the fact that their skill set and, and some, you know, the fact they played the same position. So, like, if you played on that team, if you played for Baylor University and you were the quarterback and you were six foot four and you were pretty fast and you could throw the ball a long way, so could that player. But they just wouldn't be named after I mean, you. can we just talk about how that is a hilarious way to describe someone? Hi, I'm tall and I can run fast right. and I can throw the ball well, a long it's way. It's the only way you would know that that was the, that the, these two people were similar because they had no names. They were just number 45 on the tackle, number 22 through a 70-yard pass to number 83. So they wouldn't tell you the names, but they couldn't because if they did, then they would have to pay them, Right. And that's, right. that's why they no longer have college football. And they'll blame that on the people, and they blame it on the players, when in fact it's really that they were exploiting the college football for millions and millions of dollars um, for what was probably one of the best games ever, but probably not worth, uh, and I'd say probably, it wasn't worth what, uh, you know, what was what had to be done to allow that game to exist, if that makes sense, you know. But uh, but licensed games have been around uh, almost as long as games have been around uh, in, in terms of consoles, but they have definitely evolved over the, over the few decades uh, that they've been around. So most notably, I think, or most recently, I think it's gotten uh, somewhat toxic uh, in terms of like that relationship. So um, you had some examples, though, too, didn't you, of, of just some some game licenses and some partnerships maybe that were not so bueno. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard when you look at the state of games. I mean, FIFA is the most recent one that I've played and I did download the beta and play it. So I'm speaking from a person who has played FIFA, although not the full game that you pay money for because it's not my jam. But I think now, today, there's so much money changing hands before it even gets released in order for us to buy it. You know, you've got advertisers appearing within the game. You've got uh, the players and their likenesses being represented. You've got the clubs themselves being representative. You've got the stadiums being represented. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, f- I feel like there's so much trademark and license that's being bandied around that it, it must be a nightmare first to, to manage all that. And I remember a few years back, and I can't remember the team or the player, but I remember that they weren't going to include a specific team in FIFA because they wanted an unreasonable amount of money or something like this. Mm. And I think that's the risk there. I think it's a shame about the college football thing because actually um, college um, basketball and football players, you know, they really don't make money. You know, right. they they play maybe for a scholarship, but other than that, you know, if anything, it would be great to pay them a very small amount of money to use their likenesses and things like that, rather than keep paying people like Ronaldo. No offense to Ronaldo, <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely person. But, like, yeah, you know, easy. professional soccer players over here make so much money per week. Like, it's crazy to think about. Right, right. So, you know, 
does it really need to be like this big business? And my criticism with the state of these games now is because they're so advanced and the improvements they make year over year are just to things like statistics, like minor gameplay changes and graphical updates, it really must take not take that much development as much as it takes like legal wrangling, negotiating all of right. the licensing and things like that. Right, and that and may be that's where the cost shame. is. Yeah, that may be where the cost is, and where they where you find why it costs so much to to uh, develop those games. But I think that the big shame here for me, if I was a regular player of this franchise, would be losing all of my progression and progress every single year. You know, like, you start over basically from the beginning. Everything restarts. Like, for me, if I were to fix sports games as a franchise, I would turn them all to WoW-based subscription models. Yeah. Because then at least you have one character you can play through, through whatever stories they have you play through. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't think it should be 15 bucks a month. I can tell you that. (laughs) It shouldn't. Unless everything that comes with the game is going to be inclusive. All the updates and expansions need to be free. All the costumes need to be unlocked. Like, you know, I think that would be a fairer way to deal with it. Because if you've spent all this time, you know, racking up a a win ratio, and then the new one comes out and that's that. You know, I feel this way about um, season passes in things like Warzone and whatever, because you get this like great, you know, rank, you get all this kill death ratio, whatever, things are looking great, the new season starts and you're like basically back to square one or like level 55 or whatever, but still, like, it's sort of demoralizing, you really feel like you're on a treadmill, Yeah. and I think if they switch to a WoW style model, you got your expansions and updates regularly as things changed it would be more interesting than an annual update because you know as players would get injured and whatever in near real time they could be updating and doing so and i think that would be a much better value it would be more like fantasy football which is awesome you know as a concept it would be more like fantasy football except you could take that you know, team out and and try your luck playing as them, and I think it would add like another dynamic element. And I think that's a live service that people would be willing to pay for because right now they're just getting like fifty percent of the game and the opportunity to spend a hundred dollars to get the rest of it. You right, know, like right. <laughs> well, and I think uh, for better or worse, I think it it actually um, it, it kind of supports the idea of games as a service, which I think. I, I I I can't I can't confidently say that games as a service is inherently an evil thing or a bad thing. I think it has a place. I think it's you know World of Warcraft is one of those that that is it is a service in and you you pay for literal servers to be online and for for a number of other ser- services that come along with that game. Um, and with that ability to be able to jump into that world and play with other individuals on servers anytime you want to, um, having a subscription type model makes absolute sense in in games like this, and I would say Call of Duty as well. And even if you wanted to release Call of Duty Cold War, that's fine. Add the maps and the whatever else, 
buy the expansion and pay whatever else, but the expansion's not a full price game. You know, the expansion is whatever an expansion is, it's thirty or thirty bucks or whatever. Whatever the price point is for an expansion to a game that already you you're basically using the same engine and changing out some skins. You know, a, a yeah. few of the buildings. I, I and think maps. that's yeah, I I think a lot of games that are cyclical. I'm not talking about sequels because I think there's a huge right. difference between like Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Three. I mean, these are big games with huge stories. It's story driven. There's you know millions of hours of coding in there. Right. Like, We're not talking about storylines and dialogue game. and all that yeah. other stuff. You're recycling. But, I the mean, majority. basically, these are just playgrounds. These are just playgrounds right. to do do a game, do a shoot. You right. know, like yeah. it's just a big old sandbox. So. There's no real intensive, in my opinion, and comment or slag us off on Instagram (laughs) if you think that we're wrong, but I think there's much, much less effort involved in creating these sort of cyclical games than there is with, you know, proper, fully fleshed out, you know, RPG style stuff. And I think that people would enjoy retaining their progression and seeing it all the way through much like the sense of pride i'm sure you get looking at your like roster of max level characters and wow like it's nice to not have to start over every time yeah expansion comes out and even when you start a new expansion i may start at the at the starting area of the new expansion but i can go back to any place over the last 14 years that i've been and dominate you know <laughs> those areas because you know I've already I've already conquered those areas and I'm already you know max level for those areas so yeah it, it just makes sense and especially when you've got games like uh, WWE uh, 2K I don't they had WWE what was the most recent the one where their faces disappeared it was terrible maybe it was 20 or 19 uh, their faces weren't even like it would just be eyeballs. It was like the disembodied oh, faces yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah, and like their just tongue just yeah. around and in the it mouth. Was just, it was, I think it was the same thing that happened to Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, where yeah, I think there was something wrong with the engine. I think they used the same engine. They must do because yeah. those errors looked identical. They did. And so, you know, that made that one of the worst-reviewed games of all time. Um you know, FIFA right now is, you know, in hot water for all of the microtransactions. But a as a beacon of hope or a ray of light in all of this uh, this this garbage 2020 um, was a game called Pro Evo. Um, how is it? Pro Evo. Pro Evolution Soccer is what it's called. So Pro Evolution Soccer is a professional soccer game that is is releasing a 2020 update to the roster so they're not selling a full price game they're selling an update to the roster so you can buy this update to the roster instead of buying a full game and they'll just take the engine and everything that you already have and update it okay so i so yeah i thought that was fantastic so you've got it's it's technically the newest version of that game but it's doing it's doing what Madden and NBA 2K and WWE, it's doing what they did in the past. It's just doing it right, in my opinion. It's doing it the right way by selling you a discounted uh, update patch, really. They're selling you a patch, ultimately. Um, and, and, you know, and some of these other games can argue that they, they're selling you a, 
a, a different game mode that that gives you you know and maybe you can justify the sixty dollar experience on this very much smaller portion of the game that they've added to it or tacked on uh, so that they can claim that they've added uh, you know a, a new I game. I don't think experience. you can when you can play Red Dead Redemption for the same price. Exactly, and and you, you know? can play it. You can be playing it all year, and they've got an online mode that I don't have to pay any more for. You know, I can buy things in it, but I don't have to pay any more to to be in it. You know, so um, yeah, I, it just I I don't think it's in good faith. I think that, like you said, I think that uh, all of these games are, are maybe being put on notice uh, to some degree or another. I don't I you know Call of Duty is one of the the best selling games every year. Um, I, I have a harder time arguing against those just because a lot of times the entire setting changes in Call of Duty. And so the campaign is completely different every single time. Even if it's only six to eight hours, at least it's completely different. That's a major portion of the game. Madden isn't that way. There is no storyline. It's just all the football teams from, you know, the American football teams, the same as they were last year. A few guys have changed teams and the graphics are exactly the same. Uh, or if not exactly the same, they're pretty close. Uh, or then you yeah. got a game like WWE where the, the game is just broken and doesn't even work the way it's supposed to. So um, you're on notice. How about that? If you, yeah, if you listen, put them on notice. <laughs> if they're not just, listening to us. They're not listening <laughs> to us. They're not. But, I mean, it would be if, if, you, if they wanted to go about it in a way and they're trying to make their money and they want to, they want to do something that's in good faith with the customer but is, but is always also trying to make, you know, all the money that they can, which they are trying to do, well, then create some sort of service where you're actually delivering what you say you're delivering, but you're not charging, you're not overcharging your customer for, for an inferior product. You know, or for less of a product, you're, 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 it's like wrapping up a very small package in a really giant box and then you open it up and it's really not much of anything and, uh, and, but it costs the same, you know, and you're like, well, this didn't make sense. Uh, this is very underwhelming and and quite disappointing. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, so there are games that are doing it right. But a lot of these games, uh, I think, I think we're gonna, you're going to see more backlash against these big franchises. NBA's catching a little bit of it. Uh, some people are liking it, and there will always be fans that are fans of the games, no matter what, no matter what they do, right or wrong. They're going to be fans, and and that's okay. That's your opinion. I can't tell you your opinion is, uh, well, I guess I can tell you whatever I want, but uh, the, <laughs> the fact that you like it is is that's your opinion. I think that there are enough people making noise, though, that uh, I think we may see at the very least someone come in competitively challenging them for, uh, you know, maybe a stake in in those given sports with a better product, a superior product that's more fun to play. Uh, And then maybe some of these licenses will um, maybe take a little bit more pride in what's being delivered, if they care at all, you know. Yeah. Well, any closing thoughts? No, just do better. <laughs> do better. Do better. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, 
Sound off in the comments or message us on Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us because that really helps our show. 